Welcome, everyone. This is a Council of Institutional Investors educational podcast. I'm Jeff Mahoney, General Counsel of CII. I'm here today with Robert R. Carnes, an assistant professor at the Warrington College of Business at the University of Florida. Professor Carnes is a co-author of a recent research paper entitled Externalities of Financial Statement Fraud on the Incoming Accounting Labor Force. Welcome, Professor. Thanks for taking the time to speak with us today. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Professor Warren Buffett, Chairman and CEO of Berkshire Hathaway, is frequently referred to accounting as the language of business. Similarly, CII's membership-approved policies indicate that financial reports audited by public accountants are a critical source of information to institutional investors in making investment decisions. A recent Wall Street Journal article noted that fewer students are pursuing degrees in accounting and entering the public accounting industry, resulting in more accounting positions being held open and for longer periods of time. And a recent article in The Economist indicated that the pending economic recession that many are predicting will likely expose many instances of financial and accounting fraud. So given that backdrop, Professor, I'm, I'm curious as to what motivated you and your colleagues to examine the impact of financial fraud on students' desire to study accounting and join the accounting profession. Yeah, great. Thanks for the question. Well, we started from a pretty basic premise that accountants do accounting. So people do accounting. And there's a large literature shows that individual differences are important drivers of performance on accounting tasks. However, relatively little is known about the process by which people with varying characteristics select into accounting careers. In other words, existing research is informative about the importance of individual differences for explaining performance on accounting tasks, but it's far less informative about the origins of these individual differences among accountants. So our study investigates a plausible origin or factor that might affect people's willingness to become accountants, which is news of accounting frauds. Unfortunately, there's, there's not a lot of news stories of accountants doing a fantastic job. But when accountants fail, when frauds occur, accountants get a lot of attention. And, and theory on career selection suggests that this attention, these salient news events, can impact students' malleable beliefs about their degree options and labor markets by either drawing their attention to the profession or giving them access to new information about the profession. So what interested us when we started this study was that before conducting our analyses, the way that fraud impacts students' willingness to enter accounting was unclear. Fraud's a bad thing and generally has negative effects, including reducing people's willingness to participate in the stock market. So one possibility was that fraud might stigmatize accounting and reduce its appeal to potential entrance into the profession. And this would be a big deal, as the future of the accounting profession depends on its ability to attract high-quality labor to foster public trust. On the other hand, fraud stories are exciting to learn about. The number of TV shows and movies about fraud illustrates the lure. And fraud also highlights an area where high-quality accountants can make a difference. So the other possibility is that fraud might spark students' interests, or high-quality students' interests, and draw them into the profession. With competing effects and potentially significant implications, ultimately, the impact of financial fraud on people's willingness to join the accounting profession was an empirical question that sparked our interest, so we went about to find the data to bring the answer to light. Professor, what were the key findings from your research that would be of particular interest to investors? 
Well, our first finding was that fraud appears to have the positive unintended consequence of attracting labor into accounting. So contrary to concerns that fraud may hurt the accounting labor pipeline, we see the opposite. So we see more entrance into accounting. And we do this using millions of observations from universities across the U.S. So we, we have very strong sample to, to conduct our analysis. And our analyses are comparing enrollment in accounting versus all other college majors. And then we look at whether fraud may also spur interest in other business disciplines, because fraud could be seen as being salient, just business news in general. And we, we find that effect as well. So our main finding is that we see that fraud attracts students into business disciplines, including accounting. And then we ask the question, what kind of students are going into accounting and business disciplines? So the first thing we look at is academic quality. It would be a concern if fraud's attracting students, but those students happen to have lower academic quality. And when it comes to accounting, compared to all other majors and all other business disciplines, we see that fraud actually attracts students with higher academic aptitudes. So it's it's not just bringing in students in general, but students that could positively contribute to the accounting profession. The second question we look at is how frauds affect students' values. So what types of students are going into the profession following fraud? Now, prior to fraud, on average, we see students in accounting and business disciplines in general are more commercially oriented, which should come to the surprise of no one, and are less public service oriented compared to all other majors, including the humanities. What's interesting is we see that effect when fraud occurs, it differentially impacts accounting majors compared to other business disciplines. We see for accounting majors, Students that are more publicly service-oriented following frauds are more likely to enter the accounting profession, and students that are commercially oriented are less likely to enter the accounting profession. There's a big contrast in this effect, and we don't see that effect in other business disciplines, which indicates there's some non-pecuniary factors that are impacting student enrollment in accounting following fraud. So, Professor, based on your research, how does the attributes of students that study accounting differ from the attributes of students that study other business disciplines? And do those differences provide any clues as to where or how the public accounting industry might more efficiently and effectively focus the recruiting efforts and resources? This is a really good question because there's a shortage of accountants right now. And as a profession, we're trying to figure out ways to increase the pipeline of talent into the profession. Answer your question. So how do students in accounting differ from students in other business disciplines? Well, they're actually similar in many regards. The biggest similarity is they're commercially oriented. So we see commercially oriented students are, are, are more likely to enter business schools. And this has been a problem because salaries are going to have a bigger impact on these students and, and accounting salaries have lagged other business disciplines. So recently, the accounting profession has, in general, across firms, increased salaries. We just met with an accounting firm that said in just the past two years, they increased salaries from around the 50s to the 70s for starting students, which is a significant increase. So as far as the clues to fix the problem, the, the biggest clue was that we're lagging behind salary-wise, and students really care about that. What's also kind of interesting about our paper is we, we see that Students that are public service oriented following frauds are more likely to enter the profession. So it doesn't seem that only money impacts students' decisions. So 
I'm not suggesting that we should try to drum up more fraud to attract students into the accounting profession, but stimulating their interests in in things other than money, showing that auditors, accountants can have a big impact on society. I think that message can go further than what we thought. Professor, final question. In uh, June 2023, the Public Company Accounting Oversight Board issued a proposal intended to strengthen the public accountants' long-standing responsibility to consider a company's non-compliance with laws and regulations, including financial fraud, in connection with performance of a financial statement audit. Uh, some critics of the proposal have argued that it may exacerbate the tight labor market for attracting high-quality talent to the public accounting profession. Uh, given your research, do you have a view as to whether the PCOB's so-called no-clar proposal, if finalized, would make it more difficult to attract high-quality talent to the public accounting industry? Jeff, I appreciate the question. This is a hot topic right now regarding audit regulation. Our set doesn't provide evidence to inform the current discussion, but I do have a few personal thoughts that I could share with you. So just basic physics would suggest that if you make things more difficult, people are are not going to want to do it. So could this have an impact on the student enrollment in accounting? I don't think it would increase enrollment. If anything, it could decrease enrollment if, if students found this to be an issue. This regulation reminds me of the disconnect that the public has with the auditing profession. The the public wants the auditor to catch everything and provide absolute assurance on the financial statements. Contrary to popular belief, auditors are not superheroes. They, They can't provide absolute assurance on the financial statements, but they can provide reasonable assurance. And we've been doing good as a, as a profession in general for quite some time. I think increasing the requirements on accountants, making the accountant need to be aware of all the regulations, not just accounting regulations that could impact the financial statements, it may be overburdening for auditors. Time will tell how it impacts the auditing profession. Something telling, though, my understanding from the PCOB's perspective is that its uh, boards compose of mainly non-auditors. And that was a requirement put in place by SOX because they didn't want the auditors to have too much influence over the auditing profession. But of the two board people that come from practice, they both voted against this regulation, which is I think provides some insight that the people that are actually doing the audits are kind of understand how unreasonable the current proposal is. So that's my my personal thoughts. Again, our, our study doesn't directly address this, but I think it's really interesting. I look forward to seeing how it impacts the profession. That concludes our podcast episode. On behalf of the Council of Institutional Investors, I want to again thank my special guest, Robert R. Carnes, Assistant Professor at the Warrington College of Business at the University of Florida. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please feel free to contact me at Jeff, J-E-F-F at C-I-I dot O-R-G. Till next time, I'm Jeff Mahoney. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Voice of Corporate Governance, brought to you by the Council of Institutional Investors. The Voice of Corporate Governance is a free, non-sponsored podcast that highlights critical developments in corporate governance and other important issues affecting institutional investors. The views expressed by those interviewed on the podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of CII or its members. For more information on CII and its policies on corporate governance, 
please visit our website at www.cii.org.